Hello, Kevin. Awesome. You guys are nerds. Damn right. Oh, Kevin, you're so witty. I would stab someone in the face. Oh, that's gross. I'm cutting this, by the way. Bad Philosophy, episode 129, recorded on December 20th, 2012. Podly Wadley. Bad philosophy, upsetting the reality, the balance, the something. Are you even gonna do anything with the last half hour of stuff we recorded, or are you just gonna? Like... Definitely. Okay. No. Well. Um. Yeah. No. It'll, it'll okay. go up there. And by last half half hour of stuff, I mean the next half hour of st- time is hard, <laughs> um, especially when you have the ability to edit it. Yeah. Uh, that even adds more into the stuff we were talking about over dinner. Boy, it does, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Once you can edit history. But you're editing what appears to be a primary document. I mean, because all of our bad philosophy yeah, episodes are, are history definitely. and are edited. But we were talking about just how much about how they they right. pull and us we, back. Sort of control- we're on episode 129, everybody. <laughs> Welcome back to Bad Philosophy. I'm your host Stephen Torrance, alongside Kevin Saunders. How's it going? Uh, we're in my house, and we're I don't know what we're doing. Well, we're, we're gonna we're gonna talk about we've talked about a bunch of things, and we or we will talk. We about, will have talked about we, a bunch of things. We will have talked about a bunch of things, but by the time I'm done editing this, um, <laughs> some or all of which may have reached you. But at the very least, we're gonna talk about Doctor Who, in the specific context of a video by PBS Idea Channel. Uh, this is something I've, I got turned on to recently through a friend of mine. Um, it's fantastic little like bite-sized bits of just, you know, questions that make you sort of mm-hmm. go, huh, you know, see the world in a different way. Um, it's done by, God, what is this guy's name? Mike? Something. PBS Idea Channel? Yeah. It's done by a guy named PBS Idea Channel. I, I will find out his name and put it in the show notes. But um, In this space here. Yes, he does. <laughs> his name is Mike Rignetta. Excellent. Um, <laughs> I want you to actually put that in. Like, I'm not going to go listen to it. Okay. I'll... But in my mind, I want you to go, like... Robert put, Krolrich. Put, <laughs> <laughs> but like in a totally different tone. And... Uh, put what in, Kevin? I, I totally yeah, remember I, I his know. name yeah. just now. His name is Mike Rignetta. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. So you remembered it too. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. Um, yeah, so we just watched the episode, which you can watch on YouTube as well if you want to. Uh, pause. It is, uh, is Doctor Who a religion? Yeah. So you know he makes he makes some arguments in here, and I, I guess I'll do the uh, the Radio Lab thing and kind of speak for Mike Rignetta. Um, <clears throat> and uh, you know he 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 basically says that, that you know look we you know by the Western definition definition of religion, uh, yeah, Doctor Who doesn't look a lot like Christianity. Okay, you know, there's yeah. no there's no like one monotheistic you know structure to it and. You know, there's no deity, there's no rites and rituals, which mm-hmm. yeah, it could be argued, could be argued. So he basically says that, that you know, hey, this is a cosmology, it's a framework for ethics for many, many people, for the, the Whovians, the fans of Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. Uh, it provides sort of a reference point for life and how to live and, and you know, um, optimism and good and evil and, the, you know, the struggle of all these forces uh, in a fictional context. And, you know, does it in a way that's just as good as Scientology, if not better. <laughs> Um, to be fair, Scientology gives you superpowers. But you have some thoughts. You you had a mm-hmm. couple of times where, um, like one one time where he says that the the Doctor is something is in the overwhelmingly the bastion of good or something along those yeah, lines. Yeah, yeah. And I I think 
So it's more complicated than that. I think the right? show is complicated itself in that in terms of that. Um, you know, okay. you, you can look at, and I don't know how far have you gotten again. I've basically, I so I've seen, <laughs> I, I'm watching Doctor Who in a very Doctor Whoish way. Yeah, um, inconsistently, inconsistently and out of time. Inconsistently and out of time, um, which makes it even more fun. Yeah, honestly. I mean, I could, I could almost like, I would almost rather see like a massive place. Like, if, if theoretically, if all the Doctor Who serials from all time were available, yeah, um, which a some of them are, are missed, them some of them shuffle. are gone. Yeah, watch them on shuffle. And so, you know, you'd, you'd watch each serial together. So, like, you know, oh, okay. a series of four episodes that, that you know, four and a half hours that made a that two-hour movie. Yeah. You know, watch that. But then the whole thing on shuffle. So each adventure is is <laughs> completely out of time and space. I mean, right. part of me would really enjoy that. I'm basically as an doing experience. That. You're doing that at least, at least with New Who. Right. Um, um, with New Who, I I <laughs> New Who, <laughs> New Who. I started watching. I guess with season some of season three, two maybe. Um, so a few episodes speckled in there, and then four and five. I saw the all of four and five. So all what, of four being the last of David Tennant. Because uh, um, that was season four. Season yes, five was the. I did see. Well, I season like the, five was the introduction of Matt Smith. It's like the last half of season four. Okay. All of season five, and we were just ended season six, Seven. right? Seven. Yeah. I guess I saw most of five and six, and I think maybe maybe it was six. And now I gotta some look it up. of seven, like the last bit of seven. I think we just ended six. Anyways. Um, and then I went back and, and watched season one, and um, am in the midst of season three right now okay. so i've almost i've almost come full circle um and yeah it's uh it's i like it it's enjoyable um i have a couple of times found myself uh falling asleep by the end of the episode that to be fair it's not always a great show yeah it's it's um, got its low and, points and they do tend to follow a little bit of a formula in yes. some of them where you know it's uh mystery may you know mystery back and forth back and forth back and forth and then you know giant climax where something incredible happens and then epilogue you know? nope season seven we just did season seven we just ended season seven uh okay. no we we got we're halfway through season seven ah right. okay because okay. uh yeah we're halfway through season seven um and it's 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 been enjoyable i mean i i like i love the characters i love i think matt smith is actually my favorite doctor um I mean, David Tennant's cool, and I. I oh, like Matt Smith him. is by far my favorite Doctor. Yeah, I'm, I have no problem saying that. And and I know people were sort of hating on him when he first came on there, but I wasn't. I thought he was a refreshing breath of air after David Tennant yeah. got super depressing. <laughs> he was very mad. And, and it, it, it's funny because a lot of people do love David Tennant. Mm-hmm. Like they, for many many people, he is their Doctor. Right. And I was I used to believe um, that your first Doctor was always the one you clung to. Um, so I saw David Tennant first, I guess, uh-huh. and and I liked him, but you know I came to like Matt Smith a bit more. And and it's one of those that it, well because for the longest time, Chris Eccleston was who was my first Doctor. Yeah. Was my favorite over Tennant, even at Tennant's really? best, he was my favorite over Tennant. And Matt Smith has given him a run for his money. Hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, Matt Smith has more. I don't know. He he acts him in a in a, in a more multi-dimensional. Matt Smith can play age fashion. better than David Tennant. Hmm. Matt Smith plays it like he's nine hundred years old. Yeah, I believe that from Matt Smith. I didn't always believe it from David Tennant. Hmm. Um, but anyways, yeah. uh, is it a religion? <laughs> Nerd. Yeah. Um, is Doctor Who a religion? He makes kind of a compelling argument. Um, not, know, I, not compelling enough. Here's the deal. So he, he brings it up in sort of a... Um, 
in sort of a funny funny way, but like, okay, well, well why isn't you know Star Trek or Star Wars or whatever mm-hmm. one of one of these? Are, are, yeah. Why is although, Prometheus although is, is recognized, but Prometheus was the, was a sure, yeah. uh, or you know Prometheus, you know yeah. any of these these science fictional accounts that uh-huh. that share a cosmology, a set of ethics, you know, and the world and everything in fandom. You yeah. Know. Although I don't think there's much of a fandom for Prometheus. No. Just saying. Not for yeah. Prometheus. No. Definitely for the alien universe which in its own kind of way is you know um but you know why aren't any of those a religion and what was his what was his follow-up to that what was his argument there prometheus sucks prometheus sucks yeah i mean his he was arguing that that the, and I didn't quite get it, and I'm gonna yeah. be honest. Like, I, like his his butt didn't quite make enough sense we, to me. Should we watch it again? We can Maybe. Watch it again. We have <laughs> we have here. We have the ability to edit. Yeah. All right, we're gonna watch it again. Because I want I want. I'm not sure I understand his butt. Mike Rognetta. Okay. So, so all right. His so excuse we, was the fans. So his excuse is the fans. It's the fans that make it a religion. It's the followers. It's the body of Christ. Whatever. Um, I don't think that's what he said. <laughs> no, well, the fans of Jesus, right? You know, that's, being... not, the, that's not the body of Christ. Okay, well, <laughs> it's the church. The church is a body, but it's not like the it's not like Christ's body. That's a different body. Oh, there's two bodies. The right. church body is a different body, body than like the Jesus body. I don't get Christianity. That's okay. Uh, you don't have to. Okay, but um, ah, but I that's mean, just that's, not enough. That's not enough, in my opinion. I mean that that but. It's the fans. They're so effervescent, as is, is his phrase. Yeah. Like Star Wars fans are effervescent. Star Trek fans are effervescent. Yeah. Um, you know, pick it. Pick. Oh, My Little Pony, which he talks about in another yeah. episode. My Little Pony fans are freaking effervescent. And if you want to talk about creating a cosmology and a worldview, mm-hmm. My Little Pony does that. Dude. And go well, go okay, browse some but, brony forms. But but <laughs> might not disagree that that. No. My Little Pony is a religion. And, you know. and I'm okay with that. But it's it's one of those that I go well. Then the question becomes silly. Because if, if uh, the question is if the question is is fandom religion, ooh. not is Doctor Who religion. Okay, so now we're getting meta. So like, this this question then of uh-huh. like is X a religion? It, it's been asked often. You know, is, yeah. is is television a religion? You know, or mm-hmm. video games? Or you know, is Halo mm-hmm. a religion? It's like, well, what? Okay. Well, it depends on how you define that thing. It depends. And if so, you so define that thing as X, then maybe so yes. So he's quoting Durkheim and he's clo- quoting Geats, right? Sure, other, I didn't catch guy. the names fast enough. Um, and, and their definitions of religion, which, uh-huh. you know, and oh God, if only we could have Dr. Webb here. Like, <laughs> one of the first questions we asked in my class was, what, what is, is religion? religion? Yeah. And it's one of those things where, you know, you can very easily get into, it's what we it's call what religions. We wanted, yeah, you know. religions are those things that we call religions. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, which is but um, you know, which is a very disconcerting thing to a, f- a freshman philosophy major. Sure. Of course. So you don't really go there, and you know, you, you yeah. sort of say, well, there's these general qualities of the things that we call religions, and it's things like the cosmology and it's mm-hmm. the, you know worldview and the ethical view, whatever. So you know, okay, yeah. So by by that definition, yes, Doctor Who is a religion, but. You know, and so is My Little Pony, and so is Star Wars and Star Trek. Right. And, I mean, and so, so it makes me go, so what? Right. What is what does being a religion mean? That makes us makes that answer makes interesting. It, right. Because we, we and, and I think it's <laughs> only an interesting answer in the West. You know, where we have yeah. such, and it would only be a dis like a, a disruptive question or answer if the answer is yes. 
for people who really hold tight to that idea that there are religions uh-huh. and there are things that are not. You yeah. Know? And, and it's, you know... Hmm. So maybe I think another... I think his his invoking of Scientology actually hurts his argument. Really? Because Scientology is considered a joke by many many people. It, it is. As and so that is. and so <laughs> that and so that devalues what a religion could be in in the Western framework where he's trying to make this an interesting question. Yeah. <sighs> maybe. But at the same time, there's there's something there's something attractive about the idea. You know, uh, uh, almost, almost like, um, it's like it vindicates the the love of Doctor Who in some yes. in some profound sense, right? You know, because Trekkers and uh-huh. uh, Star Wars nerds and yeah. you know, they don't have a good word like Trekkers and Whovians. Yeah. Jedi's, but that's Jedi's, not. I mean, that's, that doesn't encompass that, that all Star Wars fans. A, yeah. And not all Star Wars fans are like that dedicated. Yeah. I've known a couple in my life. Um, yeah, lived with they don't, one. They don't have a word like Trekkers or no. or Bronies. What would it be? Star Wars. Fan, I mean, fanboys. Galaxians? I mean, I mean yeah. fanboys. The movie Star- is about Star Wars. It has fans. to be like it's like Star Wars fan. Star Wars fans. Which like, is so like. Which is so generic. But it could be X fans. It could be yeah. Doctor Who fans. It could right. be. They don't have. I didn't even know about Whovians, by the way. Really? Movie. Yeah. Until this. Until this. Wow. I know. I mean, <laughs> I guess I'm I know. Not I know many a self-proclaimed Whovian. I don't know if I've used. I don't know if I've used the word to describe myself. But yeah. So let's, let's I know it good. exists. All right, Kevin. Uh-huh. Why? Why would you not describe yourself as a Whovian then? Um, it, why are you it's, not a follower? It's of this? not my favorite sci-fi franchise. Okay. Um, first it, and foremost, it doesn't have to be to be a Whovian. Right. Because um, you can be a Whovian and a Trekker, but more sure. a Trekker than a Whovian. Yeah, and I'm probably more of a Trekker than a Whovian. Which is, I guess, kind of like being both Catholic and Jewish. Yeah, raised in a dual household. So there's, so, I mean, so, okay. That's something, exclusivity. Boom! <laughs> I, think we just, I, think, I think we just hit on another counter-argument. Oh, you're going down, guy. <laughs> going down. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so... <sighs> that's also fairly Western. It is. And and fairly. So the Baha'i faith, uh-huh. you know, again, like one As of the ones mentions. he talks about, would say, sure, you know, there could be a Doctor Who, uh-huh. you know, and that works perfectly with everything else, yeah. you know, and it, yeah, it will include them too, yeah. and all that. So it, it, you then get into the the question of yes, exclusive versus universalist religions, uh-huh. and. That's a very deep divide. Oh yeah, even I mean, within certain religions. Yeah. Oh yeah, and and that that's honestly, that that's a huge distinction in in just classifying religions in general, uh-huh. um, and certain doctrines of, of religions, and you know wh- where you draw that line, um, exclusivist versus universalist, is is extremely important to, yeah. So <laughs> do do you think so? Whovians would be inclusivist i guess or or universal in that in that i don't know of a whovian as a type who would be mad at you for liking star trek right so you could be who would say you can't like star trek if you like doctor who right you cannot be a fan of both i would say that there are trekkers though that would disagree with that that would be exclusivist they would say no you know it's well they would say it's stupid to be a fan of them right you know that's and that's a kind of Exclusivity, yeah. yeah, yeah, and and part of the appeal of, of 
any religious affiliation is that feeling of exclusivity, I feel like. You know, which is why That's I... That's interesting. I, so I, don't, I don't know that I would agree with that. Cr- really? I, well, I, I could... I could. I understand where you're coming from when saying that. Yeah. Um, but I'm... Maybe I'm from a more inclusive background. Maybe I don't know. That's maybe that's not quite the right word. Background. I I got um, there eventually, but mm-hmm. then again, I'm also coming from the capital T truth yeah. background a little bit too. Which well, I, think, I I was there at one point, so don't get me wrong. Yeah. Um, well, and, I, and I think I think that that influences greatly, like what, how you approach that question. Yeah. If you believe there's a right answer to the cosmology of the universe, mm-hmm. where we came from, why we're here. Who mm-hmm. created all this? What created all this? And you know all those questions. Yeah. If you believe there is a singular right answer to that. You're gonna be exclusivist because you're you're looking for which religion has it right. Mm-hmm. It can't be it, you know when there are contradictory doctrines, yeah. it just doesn't work. Um, and this is this is where you get into you know where Taoism <laughs> says you know well if you know the answer you don't know the answer <laughs> and and then everybody just goes well you know rain um, yes <laughs> rain <laughs> that's, that's very zen of you yeah so that so that you know but doctor who is i guess when it gets down to it there's there's no one that would be exclusivist with doctor who and that makes it a weak religion that's why the baha'i faith that's why Unitarians. That's, well, that's yeah, there's a lot of Baha'i, he was just saying. There's millions of them. Yeah, but there are billions of Catholics. Are there? Yeah. Okay. Well, still. And, and, and just, uh, more than a billion Muslims, I think. Like, it's, it's a couple billion each. I, would, I wouldn't like be surprised. Everything yeah, else, basically. Yeah. There's Catholicism, there's, there's Islam. I don't know. And, I mean, you, if you factor in China with its billion people, it's, they're, they're not Muslim or Catholic. There are a lot of Christians in China, though. Not a billion. No, I don't know. I would like to see that breakdown actually, but I, but it's like I mean, if you look at who's on top religion-wise, like as far as followers, as far as fans, if we're going by his argument, <laughs> it's the exclusivist religions that say they're you know, and and Islam for the most part is it says there's one God, yeah. <laughs> and this is yeah. these are his features, and Muhammad is his prophet, and blah 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 blah, you know. I found major religious groups at the Wikipedia page. And Catholicism says, you know, God is one, and Jesus is the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and, you know. So here's a breakdown by percentage. Um, or he's three and one, or whatever, yeah. 33% Christian, 20% Muslim. This is worldwide. Okay. And also from Wikipedia, so take that as it is. Um, 33% Christian, so if we've got, what, 7 billion people? Yeah. That's, that's 2 billion. billion. Yeah. Um, 21% Muslim, so that's another, close to another couple billion. Billion and change, yeah. Billion yeah. Change. Hindu is 13 so, so that's that's about mix. a billion yeah um then buddhists are five and eight percent five point eight percent other religion is uh 12.4 huh. and non-religious is 14 percent 14 percent according to this yeah hmm. um and i would i'd like to it's interesting that it uses the term non-religious as opposed to atheists right because atheists can become very religious bingo in their um, so, so there's expression. Another distinction is and atheists hate it. Like oh, athe- capital A atheists, definitely hate it when you call it a religion. Capital or smaller. Well, you, you not that <laughs> atheism is a religion, but that atheists are religious. I think those are distinct statements. Okay. Because when you say religious, that's having qualities, some but not all qualities of being a religion. They certainly right? have a cosmology. They certainly have fans. They certainly have fans, <laughs> you know. But, you know, at what point does does the religiousness of a given 
philosophy make it a religion? Well, I think it varies on the practitioners. Right. I mean, there, there are those you know, who grew up Catholic but don't really subscribe to that but still you mm-hmm. know, call themselves Catholic or, and, and or maybe culturally that's all it Jewish. Is, is, just, is just self-identification as a, yeah. as a religion. So once Whovians start calling their following or whatever <laughs> a religion, then it becomes a religion. Do you maybe. think that? I mean, I really, and, and I'm, I'm being kind of serious about mm-hmm. this. Like, do you, th- I, I would counter argue that it's not for us to decide. It's for the Whovians to decide. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know. Let them pick. <laughs> let them decide whether it's a religion or not. And if they start going, yeah, Whovianism is a religion and listing it on their mm-hmm. census forms and, you know. Like they tried to do with Jedi. Like with, when they, yeah. yeah. Then it becomes a religion. I mean, and, yeah. and, and God, I mean, that's so simple, but it's, it's very... What 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 um, linguistic framework does that fall under? If I any? don't even know. But it's it's again it goes back to what we kind of brought up at the beginning. It's yeah. a religion is what not what we what any what just anyone calls religion, but what the, the practitioners the practi- of practitioners our... self-identify as a religion. Yeah. You know. Which also brings up some interesting things because like, well, I mean, you know, so Scientology, yeah, it's a religion. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm, I've never said it wasn't. Right. I've said it's kooky, but, but a but lot of religions you, are kooky. So, 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 you know, but then we judge it by the fringe cases, uh-huh. right? Of, of, okay, well, um, chairism is a religion. <laughs> I call it a religion. Well, that's what well, well, the Pasifarians are doing just that. I mean, that's, know, that's exactly what they're doing. The Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster, is, yeah. Is they're, they're trying to, to... Get it recognized. Push that. Well, they're, they're trying to... to point out the superficiality, maybe, of, yes. of saying it is a religion because we call it one. Right. But then I have to say, well, then what are your designations? Well, and, and I and I don't think that that's actually going to accomplish what they think it is. No. Because, <laughs> if anything, yeah, cool, it's a religion, along with everything else, you know, and then... Deal with it. Deal with it, right? Like, it doesn't... It doesn't it, I, I think what it, what it ends up being is they're actually creating a religion... Uh, but they're in not... it's an attempt to protest religion. <laughs> right. Like, and, and all they're going to be left with is, is religion. a religion. Yeah. It's like, well done, folks. I <laughs> like, don't think that was your goal. But, you know, right. nice, nicely done. Like... <laughs> yeah. Pastafarians um... annoy me sometimes. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, I, I get what you're trying to do. You've but you're doing it in a... By his newly you're really Kevin. doing it in a really... You're doing it wrong. <sighs> Offensive isn't the right word, but in a <gasps> boneheaded, I don't know, in a goofusy way. Yeah. In a goofus, like you are, you're a big goofus if you're a pastafarian. Sure. That's the word I'm going to use. <laughs> it's really goofusy. Well, it's, it's people who, who, I guess, didn't think through it far enough. Like they got up to the point where they're like, "Whoa, religion is really superficial." But wasn't and then they wasn't Dawkins the one who started pastafarianism, who brought up the oh, flying spaghetti I monster? I don't know that. Let's. I certainly hope so. I'll that be would the one make to go me to like Dawkins now. less, but. I don't, it's not, I'm, there's nothing going to make me like Dawkins more. Well, it, okay, so Pastafarianism is kind of a reductio ad absurdum, right? Or it's trying to be. Certainly. It's like, well, if anything can be a religion, then... Anything the... can be a religion! Right? And, and you're like, yes. <laughs> right, but, you that, know, you go back answer. to it and say, yeah, anything can be a religion. Like, and that's not a problem. That, <laughs> like, that's okay. That's okay, right? Yeah. If anything can be a religion, then I can, I can worship a giant spaghetti monster. Yeah. Yeah. You totally can. Uh-huh. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> right. You want to do that? Yeah. Who's stopping you? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's stopping you from doing that. Oh. There are no anti-pastafarian laws. Oh, no. okay. So January 2005, Bobby Henderson, a 24-year-old Oregon State University physics graduate, sent an open letter regarding the flying spaghetti monster to the Kansas State Board of Education. Okay. It was then sent up to intelligent design, blah, blah, blah. Um, okay. So... 
<laughs> Dawkins mentioned it in an episode of that South Park. The universe promise. was created by a flying spaghetti monster were equally valid. Uh, he said, I think we can all look forward to the time when these three theories are given equal time in our science classrooms across the country. And that's making a different, a different point. So, but... yeah. Okay. So it was trying to argue against uh, intelli- the teaching of intelligent design in yes. schools. In, you know, saying, okay, well, I believe that it was created by a spaghetti monster. Let's mm-hmm. teach that. Mm-hmm. So then you get back to, it really is just a question of numbers. Like, <laughs> and, and that kind of... Uh, again, we're going back to Mike Rignetta's argument you yeah. know, that uh, it's really a question of fandom. Mm-hmm. So I'm starting to come around to the. Uh, I'm starting to uh, come let the Whovians decide. Let yeah. the Whovians decide. Well, and once there are enough Whovians that. <laughs> yeah, once they show up it, on this little pie graph yeah. up here, once they get their own slice of the pie. And it's a religion. Then know. we'll start talking. If it's. Okay, <laughs> so it's the top 10. Most so a religion, and this is kind of circular. Well, see, I don't know if I like that either. If it, if uh, we're if we're exclusive, go ahead. Go well, ahead. to be yeah, let's so let's lay it out. Uh, a religion <laughs> is to be for something to be a religion, it has to be identified in the top 10, 50, whatever uh, belief structures that self-identify as a religion. The the and and by top 10, I mean in numbers of of, of uh, followers. I don't know if I would if I would limit it. By saying that, okay, I would I would maybe change it and saying it's a religion if a significant number of people ascribe to it as a religion. What's significant? It's intentionally vague. Uh, but see, by saying top ten or top fifty, you you can scale to whatever number. Like that could be the you know as a quantity of the universe, mm-hmm. right? Or as just a quantity of the people in a well, room. And I'm okay with know? that. But but I want I want that that. By saying top ten or top twenty, mm. you're you're suggesting those limits. Okay. I the the phrase I used of of significant is intentionally vague. Because significant it's in, can vary, but it, it sort of hints at something like that. Like yes. It's, it's it's it goes on Wikipedia. Uh huh. Yeah. It's you know, notability, whatever that and, means. You know, yeah, notoriety. Um. But so so it's it's intentionally vague in that sense. Right. In that in that, it has to have chutzpah behind it. To the point, you know, and it's and it's almost like, and I don't know that I like this argument now that I'm making it, mm. but it's kind of like the the pornography or the obscenity article is, you know, is I know what is I know what it is when I see it. Yeah. Um, which is which is a bad argument for obscenity, but not necessarily a bad idea for religion. <laughs> for religion. Well, yeah. because obscenity is used through censorship, whereas you know when you're yeah. a religion, that's that's being more inclusive. So I'm in favor of the inclusivity side of things. Sure. Um, well. So. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm happy with that. You know. So Doctor Who is a religion? Eh, probably not probably. yet. Probably. Yeah. Maybe could be. Yeah. It could be, but not yet. Okay. I would say not yet. Yeah. I would say not enough Whovians subscribe. So uh, not enough Whovians think of it as a religion to be one yet. Mm-hmm. So maybe this video is planting that seed and. Who knows? Grow. Maybe that's maybe that's a secret plan. Could be. Probably not. It's an idea. And ideas an have idea. power. They do. Well, on to the form squeeze then. Um, oh, you're going to edit this. Yes. <laughs> what do you mean, Kevin? We just stopped Nothing. talking about Doctor Who. Yes. Just now. And now we're on to the form squeeze. Yes. Right we're after we stopped squeeze. talking about the... Anyway, um, from Hidden <laughs> comes this question. Dear Bad Philosophy. Wait, what voice should I do for it? Dear bad philosophy, I have read your FAQ 
and I parentheses still <laughs> don't know what you are trying to do. Ellipses. Ah, uh, well, um, I, I don't think we do either, honestly. No, I, don't, I don't know that we, we do. I don't know that we ever did. No. Um, I don't, why did I even put that on the website? We have, we, by the way, we have one FAQ. Yeah, I don't know if it's ever actually been asked. It never has. It was, it was really kind of a speculation of what people might ask about the show. Yeah. Which is not actually what people have asked about the show. Maybe that section should just be the list of all the form spring questions we've answered. Well, those aren't exactly frequently asked. Those would just be asked questions. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so questions I'll, asked I'll once. The, I'll have the F crossed out. <laughs> asked questions. <laughs> questions that were asked. Sure, we have an AQ on our website. <laughs> so to answer your asked question, well, person on the internet, yeah, um, we hmm. don't really know what we're trying to do. We, we look at the world. We talk about it. We spend time with each other because we like to do so, and sometimes we record it and people <laughs> listen to it. Um, we both have sort of interesting worldviews, or I think that we have interesting worldviews, and enjoy comparing and sharing. And sometimes we have other people who do the same thing with us, or at least near us. <laughs> yes. Um, or at us. Or at us. Or at them sometimes. <laughs> at them sometimes. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, yeah, I like that. I like that. Okay. Maybe I'll just transcribe that and put that on the website. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you all for listening. Um, there's going to be some other stuff after this, but thank you for listening anyway. And uh, we hope, you know, all you Whovians out there have thought about this a little bit after the episode. Uh, highly encourage you all to watch the rest of the videos on PBS Idea Channel. Uh, it may give us a fair number of ideas for Who future knows? episodes. Maybe we'll do that. Uh, and if, for whatever reason, Mike Rugnetta, you are watching this, Hi. Hi, and we love your show, and we hope you And how are you watching us? Because this is an audio podcast. Yeah. You're getting creepy. Well, he was. Well, he has his faces on the screen. Yeah, he's been staring at us for quite a while. <laughs> he has been staring at us <laughs> with raised eyebrows. Yeah. Very incredulous. He's got a good beard. Um, oh, and so do I, by the way. Yeah. I have a beard now. You can't hear it. Well, maybe you can't. Let's see. That was my beard. That was the sound <laughs> of my beard. Uh, I'm on Twitter, S Torrance, S T double R E N C E. Kevin is at Kevson, K E V S A U N D. You can ask us questions <laughs> that will go in our asked questions section. <laughs> That's really hard to say. Our asked questions. Asked questions. Asked questions. I feel like I'm beatboxing saying that. I can't be. No, we can't. Uh, on formspring.me slash badphilosophy and uh, thanks for listening yeah okay well you can Stop listening now if you want to. Uh, you won't really be missing much of anything. But if you just can't get enough of me and Kevin, he did record a uh, discussion we were having at dinner before episode 129 on history and personal recording and other stuff. It was, it was kind of meta. 
And then after the episode, we decided to watch another PBS Idea Channel thing on Facebook, and it ended up relating back to that discussion that we had at dinner beforehand. So here's that subtopic all together in one big lump of awesome. Enjoy. Yeah. I'm like, hey, I was there first. You know, then we started getting into this, like, him, me, and Simon, you know, and started yeah. talking about that and yeah. the South by and all. And, you know, I can go back and listen to, I mm-hmm. can go back and read my logs from that yeah. and, and have a very precise account of what actually happened there. And precise is a really good word. Yeah. Because I would not have used the word accurate. Right. Precise. But the accuracy is, is still through my mm-hmm. perspective. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, down to the down to the minute in some cases. Mm-hmm. Down to the you know the, the resolution varies in, in throughout the log. Sure. But um, is that better? No, I don't. Can I don't like words like better. That? It's it's you different. Know, it's different. Um, it's a I different mean, I method- have, methodology. I have a different recollection, you know, of that because mm-hmm. of that. You know? Yeah. And yeah. I can, I can show them. Hey, this is you know, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. and whether they believe me or not, it's up to them. But. It seems the more detailed yeah. the account, the more likely we are to believe it in a lot of cases. Sure. Right? So sure. if you know the court goes back and you know, please read me the logs from this time. You know, mm-hmm. like yeah. Court, court literally transcribing yes. everything yes. that happens. Except um, when it's not. Except when it's not. Um, <laughs> or when you miss other things like, you know, expressions uh-huh. and coughs mm-hmm. and cues and other yeah. things. You know, yeah. So, you know, when, when we but Something like Glass has the ability to flatten that, to where everyone now has the same ability to remember at the same resolution. Mm-hmm. And what does that do to the process of memory? And I'm not sure. And I'm not... I don't know that I'm not excited by it. Well, here's here's an example. David Sedaris, who, who does stories. Are you vaguely familiar with yeah. him? This American yeah, This American Life and stuff like that. You know, someone... And I don't remember where I first heard it or read it or something. But, you know, someone sort of asked him, you know, how true are these stories you tell? And his answer was, they're true enough for you. <laughs> yeah. Or like the Mike Birbiglia thing. Yeah, I mean, the same sort of stuff. Um, it's, no, not Mike Birbiglia. Well, he did, um, he did Sleepwalk with me. He did Sleepwalk with me. Who am I thinking of? Um, the guy who did the Apple thing. Oh, right yeah. Yeah. Mike Daisy. Mike Daisy. Yeah. Well, and that's, and the problem there isn't that he lied. It's that he lied about it. He lied about the fact that he was lying. Yeah. Yeah. He did not That's the issue. You know, if, if you present it and say, this is, this is a theatrical event, this is, this is a different type of truth, this is a different experience, it's not a literal truth. And we and he in, uh, We may have. He intentionally misled them. Yes. Which is the problem. Right. Because there's nothing to say, it's true enough for you, you know? It's not about the truth of the moment. It's about right. the story or, or the capital that, T truth. that then takes it out of the realm of Journalism. Journalism, yeah. yeah. Very important to do that. Um, otherwise, people get ideas. Like yeah. the fact that you're actually reporting things that are actually true. Yeah, actually. And, and the fact uh, that, you know, David Sedaris doesn't present himself as a journalist. Right. <laughs> um, you know, mind you, he's telling, you know, humorous anecdotes, but. So, you know, and, and someone could go, and, you know, we always use corroboration, right? Uh-huh. And these various truth seeking methods, but what if you can just go back and look at the blog of. That person's glasses. The the problem you know. with that is it's still limited, and I'm afraid that we won't think of it as such. Uh, we'll think it's the whole truth because of the resolution involved. Yes. Yeah. 
And that's maybe I think that's, I'm trying to grasp in this conversation miss, what the problem you is. Miss everything that's the periphery, so to speak. The periphery in a in a, in a some yeah yeah. yeah. Um, yeah and I think thinking at the time. Mm -hmm. Although this you know the sights and smells that you input associate with the thoughts. And you yeah, get back and those and those help. Like, I've done that with listening to Bad Philosophy. Yeah. I don't know if I told you. I yeah. the very first episode Ben Brown was on. I went and listened to it again, got angry again and found myself making the same points in my head yeah. two seconds before I made them in the podcast. Yeah. And I'm like, whoa, <laughs> yeah. go me, go me. Because <laughs> um, well, yeah. he, he would say something in my mind, I'd be like, oh, but such and such. Yeah. And then me on the podcast would go, oh, but such and such. <laughs> You're like, oh. Like, High five, past Kevin. <laughs> or sometimes I'll, I'll, like, I'll listen, I'll say something just ridiculous and I'll be like, god damn. <laughs> yeah, those happen too. Like, ah, oh, stupid past me. Yeah. Um, what's helped though is like, I've noticed sound in particular, like the music I was listening to at a, at a given time of the year. Like, I'll go mm -hmm. back. I've scrabbled everything now. Oh yeah. I did. I did that for a long time. <laughs> I can see it's almost. I I, I haven't stopped Spotify, doing it. Or well, them doesn't have a way to let you easily go to a particular month. You have to click through every. Yeah, page I've noticed that. Plays. Yeah, because so, I, I did that for like four or five months, and then I kind of got out of it. But um, now that it's built into Spotify, I mean, I'm just listening to Spotify all the time. Yeah. So it's just happening. It's happening. Yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, I can go back and see exactly when I was listening. Speaking to of, if you song. haven't heard, listen to Hot Cheetos and Takis because it's. My new jam. Hot Cheetos and Takis. It's it's by a group of. Um, Is that Takis like? T a k i s. Okay. Um, it's it's a it's a group of young people, um, from an at-risk program or something along those lines. Okay. Who made a rap song about their favorite snack. Um, <laughs> and it is freaking amazing. Like I, I was listening to it on the way over here. I've listened to it like at least once a day for the past week. Mm, okay. It's my new jam. It's it's the new. Style. I did never. I never did. Just listen to Gagnon style for fun, though. <laughs> this I listen. Yeah. It's, okay. got a, it's got a nice hook. Well, um, we could talk about memory. We could watch a couple of. Um, you still haven't watched IGA Channel, have no, you? No, not so at all. So we can watch a couple of those and yeah. see what see what you think of them. Sure. I've been recording this for the past ten minutes or have so. Have you? Yeah. All right. Well, well I said I, so I. We were talking about memory and recording, and so I said maybe we should do it. Well, yeah. I've got seven minutes of. Okay. This. From about the time we started Whatever talking about Jed. Is, which side is your microphone on? It's on your side, isn't it? Yeah, it's on my side. Probably hasn't so. been getting me. Well, it's supposed to be able to be on a table when you hear everybody. Yeah. Is the app anyway? It's called Tape a Talk. Tape so a you talk. can so you can listen to a talk and hear it. Okay. Um, you know, maybe we'll throw this in at the end. I mean, who knows? I mean, I don't know if there's <coughs> anything worthwhile in it or not. But yeah, I recorded probably. it because we were sitting here and it reminded me of the time we did it in Freebirds. Yeah. This is how my my associative memory works. See, that, that's what I work um, from. So I so let's say there's there's the window, there's Texas Tech that way. Were you sitting there? Yeah. I was sitting here. I was totally sitting there. You were sitting there. Um, David was sitting here. And, and Matt, Matt was, was there. Here. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and I can see, like, I mm -hmm. remember how I was orienting the laptop. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And, and we were at the high table. Yeah, I mean, mm -hmm. like... The resolution, like listening to the podcast, and like as we like walk around, oh, yeah. I can see where everybody was. Oh, totally, like, yeah. Audio is particularly good at doing that. It's interesting, yeah. It's it's powerful. I know, like I mean, I don't know if you've ever noticed this phenomenon, but um, listening to audiobooks, like I can go back and listen to a podcast or uh -huh. like an audio, an audible book, and I am like there. Whatever, I've had some moments like that, and vice versa. Like, yeah. I'll be commuting or walking in a particular place, and, and you'll, I'll you'll trigger that, that part of the book. Yeah, I've done some like, stuff like that. It's it's really interesting yeah. doing that. Um, or like I'll, because sometimes I'll, I'll, 
uh, if I wasn't doing audiobooks like through Audible, I just I had just the, the actual MP3s. I would I'd have to backtrack to figure out where I was. And so like if I was going into work that day listening to it, I'd hear a part and I'd go, okay, I was here, I was at this stoplight at this point, and then okay, that's me, and then it's scanning for it. Okay, that's me yeah, walking through the tunnel. Okay, that yes. there I am. Yes. I'll do that too. Well, 30, it does a 30-second backtrack automatically. Yeah. And so yeah. I'll just be like, oh, God. And then I'm like seeing myself walking up to the door, you know, and then pausing like, it. Like, okay, and here, okay, and there I am. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's strange. It's really I've done strange. that. And it's, it is weird how those, how those associate, like the action yeah. and the audio, um, which I don't get from written stuff often. No, definitely not. Because with the written stuff, you're, there's a... There's not the uh, there's there's a rendering that happens. Yeah. So when yeah. you're reading something, you are actively in that at the moment. Mm -hmm. When you're when oh, you're thanks. listening to a book, though, you're in the story. Yeah. But it's more like it's it's more like the environment around you. Mm -hmm. I think you know we have the memory association probably from some evolutionary reason where Who knows? we got to be able to remember the sounds in a particular place for hunting purposes or something. So Who cares? you know whatever. <laughs> but. Um, but yeah, like reading, I could, you know, I'll read a book and I'll be like, man, you know, I, I don't, because you stop and start, there's mm -hmm. not the continuousness of it. Yeah. There's not the yeah. linear, like, tape playback uh -huh. aspect of audiobooks that are just, just going. It's a unique, it's a unique pattern. It is. As is memory. So mm -hmm. your mind is associating two unique patterns with each other. Mm -hmm. Very closely. I, I would love for there to be you know, for built into glasses, for it to just be like that. That audio track is almost more useful than a visual or something. Potentially, you know? yeah. And maybe easier to store and record if you're just recording. Oh yeah, audio yeah. All audio the is time. well, it's a lot cheaper to store. You know, as far as storage size. You know, audio takes up less I've, space than I've video. I've thought about making that an app, like uh, basically, yeah. you know, record your memory life. gram or something, yeah. you know, where you're just, you run the recorder all the time, which I don't know if that, what that will do to that battery. That would kill the battery. But it's, <laughs> but it's basically constantly streaming mm -hmm. just the audio, and maybe compressed audio or something, but yeah. just constantly yeah. streaming the audio up to a cloud, and then you can go back any day, and like, like here, just with an index yeah. slider, what was, you know, what was going on there, um, as sort of a crude, like, but that's, that's... Yeah, a kind of here and now type of technology. With glass, you'll just be able to do it with video. All Theoretically, time, presumably. Yeah. They limit storage, it by well, storage is going to become storage the issue. Is a big deal. Battery life is a big deal. Bandwidth is still a big yeah. deal. But those are all things that we can just that we can solve. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that that's what's going to, you know, that's the killer app. I think. Um, somebody's going to do it. Yeah. That'll be interesting. Well, let's so, go back yeah. to the yeah. I'm going to refill here. I don't know if I'd say useful as a memory surrogate. I would say it's becoming a memory surrogate. Yeah. Useful is the is the, the point I disagree at. I I actually can pretty definitively know <laughs> from the experience that I told you about earlier. And now we're back to the beginning. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we've come full circle. And we've come full circle. Um, yeah. Yeah, but it's the same sort of stuff. But yeah, it's like it's Facebook wants you to think it's you well no is and this oh. and this is the thing and and i think it's gonna sound a little cliche coming from me sure constructed yes 
Facebook went, what are the basic things that people share that makes them themselves? Photos. And, and even more doing, so, it's, it's curated. Like, yeah. It takes out the bad parts that we don't want people to know about who we are mm-hmm. and hides them. Yeah. And therefore, so that, that, that idea that we're creating who we are and we use Facebook to know who we are is we're using Facebook to lie to ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a bad person. Look at all my friends. I mean, that's that's a simplification, but yeah, that's that's you know. I like that that advice animal. <laughs> Facebook's friend limit exceeds Dunbar's number. You are living a lie. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's kind of what it is. It's it's you. It's you know. Yeah. For a long time, my cousin was 35 and worked for Apple. My cousin is also 15 and isn't out of high school. Yeah. Same guy, but he because you can lie on that, and so and that's the extreme example. But we're doing it all the time of what we post, what we don't post, is is a constructed identity. Sure, I'm down with that. Right. But it's a self-selected constructed identity to make us seem like the best that we are, and not us at, at our what one might argue is most authentic. Um, and I think that's more important because nobody wants that. Nobody wants to remember the bad parts. No. Whether it's on the internet or actually yeah you know which is which is why we have you know theater and movies and, and <laughs> books and literature and all the mm-hmm. you know the bold writers that tell us that we are you know horrible people you know and, <laughs> to be and fair you know. we kind of are <laughs> yeah um because yeah i mean that's <laughs> that's just biology yeah Although I don't know, I've, I don't know if I have friends who are uploading old pictures of them into their timeline to no. make a photo collage. I mean, I'm sure it happens, but I don't. I definitely don't. So I'm also work. so barely on Facebook. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm on it. I haven't removed anything since I started it back in college six, seven years ago. Mm-hmm. That's a scary thought too. Yeah. I'm seven years out of college. No, well, seven I years since I started college. Basically created a Facebook profile when I joined college. So. Well, I did too. That, but I, I created one when yeah. you could only get it if you were in college. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you had to have a .edu email address to mm-hmm. get into Facebook. Yeah. Um, and I did. And because I had friends who were in college who had one, and I'm like, oh, I get to be in the Facebook now because it was called the Facebook. The Facebook, yeah. Um, yeah. And I made one. And this is, and I I, is going to be old man Kevin. Um, when I joined Facebook, it had a section where you listed your classes Mm-hmm. And your only network was your university. You couldn't mm-hmm. be friends with the outside of your university. You listed your classes, and you could click on that and see who else was in your class. I love that. That was the point of Facebook. That was. Who's in my class? That guy's in my class. I can ask him if he has the notes from the class I was too drunk to go Bingo. to. Oh, yeah. Which I was never actually too drunk to go or to class. Or plan study groups. Yeah. And I quickly realized that nobody used it for that. And so I did. Facebook. I did. did. I used it for that, but Very I was also in the honors dorm when I was in college. People <laughs> used it for that. Yeah, but we just took time. I mean, you had to you had yeah. to go and actually discover. You had to actually type in the class. Then people used different naming conventions, and it had no way of reconciling. Yes, them. And, was, and that was the problem. Yeah, um, I remember. It wasn't perfect, but instead of fixing that, they just opened it up to everybody and went, "Have fun." Eh, yeah. Everybody wants to be on it. They took an exclusive thing, made it inclusive. And some would say ruined it. I don't think it was ruined. Um, I don't think it's changed that much since I then. I have similar sentiments about Instagram, actually. Yeah. Like Instagram, I when liked... nobody was using it, it was cool. Yeah, I'm very, I'm very <coughs> hipster. I'm very hipsterish about Instagram. Yeah. Well, that's fair. Because I, there Instagram was... is Twitter for hipsters. It was. It still is. Well, and Twitter was great when it was just you know. Yeah. Twitter's still pretty people. good. I still like Twitter. Um. 
a lot of people say Google Plus is like that. I disagree. I think yeah, Google, nobody uses Google Plus. Google Plus is a lot of noise. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's there's something there's something nice to be about being in. We like clubs. We like groups. We like yeah. being able to say I'm part of this and not uh-huh. this. And you yes. can't be a part of this unless you UX are or sufficiently like me. Yeah. You know. Oh, totally. <clears throat> um, yeah. Badphilosophy.com. Change gears.